0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is the still hot voice of your local announcer. And there are many voices around here to be voiced.
2: (laughs) Yeah. How many do you have?
1: uh, Just one. I only have one. one. Uh, Conversation continues about all you eat, all you drink. All the things that we uh, enjoy in our lives these days, and really every every moment of uh, everybody's life. And here we are with another edition of the Food Show. We think this is such a good idea that we started doing it in uh, 1930. No, wait oh, a minute. I always get this wrong. You weren't born yet, Tom. 30, 32 years ago.
2: 1988.
1: 1988. Is that when we went on?
2: Not oh, of course it You.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we started I've doing just it. i been then, on
2: for five months,
1: and people have been uh, telling us they really love it for a long, long time. Not too many say they don't like it. Have you ever heard somebody say, "I don't like that stupid food show"? If you no, want, does that
2: seem like something they would really say to you? Oh,
1: sure. Really? <laughs> sure.
2: Uh, okay. uh,
1: anyway, uh, I, I open that to you. If you, uh, if that's what you actually thought, uh, why don't you call it, call us, and tell us what we do wrong. I'd listen to that. Wouldn't you listen to that? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> you well, know not all the time. You know what I
2: used to tell people? So. If they used to complain when I did a show about 40, no, yeah. not 40 years ago, about 30 years ago. Yeah. 35?
3: No. And what We've would, would they do?
2: 30 years, so, yeah, like 35 years ago. When people used to call me or, or write nasty notes, as they often did, um, I used to say, well, you know what? You could fix this so easily if you look at your radio there's a button and if you turn it all the way to the left poof yeah. I go away yeah like why would you listen to something you don't like life's too short
1: to get even with <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea 260 up 360
2: we're getting battier and battier
1: Speaking of so uh,
2: save us from ourselves
1: unusual uh, things we have uh, I've been asked by two or is it three uh, uh, women to. Uh, I
2: just never know where it's going. I just sit here, well, latched down.
1: Now uh, you asked me bed for what? Buckled. These. So where where were we gonna go? This this to is where some, what? Well, you you told me about uh 20 minutes ago. That you oh, had, yes. That there was a, an event coming up that, yes. that looked good to you, so you wanted to know if I would go with you or whether I would go with our no, daughter. No, I said I
2: would like you to go with both of us.
1: Um, and uh, with that being the other so option. So you
2: have, you'd have a girl on each arm.
1: Uh-huh. That's very scary. You know, I could... Uh, and so unlike you. It's it's happened a couple of times. It has? Nothing happened, you know, it has? I know what I mean. Oh, uh,
2: yeah, it, 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 do it, tell.
1: Yeah, there was... Uh, uh, no, we. We're I was not.
2: about to say no, come, don't
1: come, tell. With, come with me to
2: our eat club dinners <laughs> don't tell. or or just. We in, do have an eat club coming up on Thursday. You know what else I invite? Thursday at Middendorf's, 5.30, 75 dollars all inclusive. That's Slidell. Yeah. Call the re- restaurant. Go ahead. What?
1: That's tomorrow, isn't it? No. No, day two after days tomorrow? from now. Two days from now. Mm-hmm. Well, Go ahead. What? Uh, I don't know when you have so much catfish, uh, it's it's going to wiggle your head a little bit, uh, at least if you're the chef. You'll do great. I mean, this stuff is just fresh and wonderful. Uh, how, how would you like this? This is um, Thursday evening, right? At Middendorf's, we're doing it at the new one, right? In Slidell. The one in Slidell, brand new, uh, as of the Fourth of July, uh, and a great-looking place. Looks out it has a has a nice view of the area. Uh, you're right on the lake, and uh, everything's fresh. Chef. Is going to be there and he's going to uh, bring in not only all the seafood that he always serves you, uh, but also some Oktoberfest dishes. And if you even have the slightest little bit of German in you, uh, you probably would take a lot of. Uh, and pride even if you don't,
2: because German food's pretty good.
1: It is pretty good. And, uh, they this like
2: their pork. I'll say that. Yeah. They like their what pork What do they a lot. do with it? They make it into a schnitzel.
1: A schnitzel. They
2: serve it just braised.
1: Sounds like a little animal moving in the in the in the grass. It? Schnitzel. schnitzel. Yeah. Yeah. Look out! Stand back for the Finnish schnitzel. Yeah.
2: Anyway, uh, the first course is going to be the fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. Second course is going to be all the Middendorf's classics, the fried catfish and shrimp. And the third one is going to be some sauerbraten, some schnitzel, some sauerkraut, and a pretzel in honor of Oktoberfest, which I believe starts today, maybe.
1: It might well. Uh, the. It's
2: actually the, the end of September. Do you know the origin hmm. of Oktoberfest?
1: Yes, it was a wedding. Yes. Uh, in uh, in I, I can't remember Prince all the details.
2: Ludwig of Bavaria yeah. and his wife. Yes. Yeah, and it we went on. to his house.
1: And uh, if if you uh, if you would attend this, you would say, okay, let's see what I have to do to, to figure out what this even is. And it went, wound up just being this tremendous uh, fun, party. Yeah, party. party, big party. You know,
2: we went to his house that Horst he built, Pfeiffer. his his castle, Neuschwazine, oh, oh. mm-hmm. in uh, Bavaria. And it is if you are trying to picture that it is the one in chitty chitty bang bang
1: oh yeah isn't that interesting but he
2: never lived there he You'll never he he died before it was finished which is kind of too bad. Yeah, a
1: lot of funny things like that have happened. In, in
2: well, he had a lot of tragic stuff happen to him. It was weird, very, very weird. Anyway, uh, as is his show so far. <laughs> so let's get huh? something going here. 260 well, we
1: We've already turned away 20 people.
2: We ha- Oh, wow. Sure, oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Why did we do that, Tom?
1: About uh, 20 minutes ago.
2: No, why did we do that?
1: Oh, just to, to let people know. Just to flush if, it out. If no, heck, get no, only I the, wouldn't do that.
2: the chosen people.
1: That to makes come it in? sound like you know these people have no uh, anything. <laughs>
2: okay, but, I I am staking, I am putting uh-huh. a stake down right a now, steak. and I am I am setting a I shop? am setting a course on the show, and yeah. I am going to introduce a topic yeah. that is no fail proof.
1: But no hamburgers.
2: Fail-proof.
1: Fail-proof. Yes. Okay.
2: For you to talk about that article that several people sent you about the end of the dining car on a train. So let's have Tom reminisce about dining car travel, some of your best stories about dining car travel on trains. And those of you who have gone with Tom on trains, yes, I know you're still cursing them. Get over it and call about your own dining car experiences.
1: Well, there, you know, there are so many of them. And if you are a if you're a, a person who really loves trains, uh, you tend to go really nutso over it. I, I'm one of those people. Yes. And the uh, the first you and
2: two other people, I think, right?
1: Uh, oh no, you'd be surprised how many.
2: I know, but you know, I really don't want to know. <laughs>
1: Well, that's okay with us. We don't care. You know my as favorite.
2: As, my first, favorite. Go ahead. What?
1: We, as long as we have our our uh, uh, the little ticket. My to give My favorite you, uh, transfer. image yeah. mm-hmm.
2: of a dining car experience. Yeah. Is the scene in the movie North by Northwest?
1: Oh, the, the where last. Where
2: she is seated. No, not that one. Where she is seated for the first time with Cary Grant, Eve of Saint Marie. And Cary Grant are seated as two strangers on a train at a dining car together, and she admits halfway through that she paid the uh, the um, wh- what are they in the the captain in the dining car. She paid him extra to have Cary Grant seated with her, and the conversation that takes place and the flirting that goes on is my favorite. That's that's what a dining car ought to be. <laughs> I don't know how often it ever is. So they had. But
1: did they have glassware and plates and? Well, it
2: was. Do you remember the dining car experience that we just had on the Orient uh, Express?
1: Well, that was kind of special.
2: Yeah, it was. It, it, it was be. an exquisite, exquisite table setting. And Beautiful the, china and the perfect service, glassware. the service oh, of everything, absolutely the, incredible. Uh, absolutely where, incredible.
1: Uh, since the last time I was on uh, a real train, just a straight ahead. Um, Passenger train, which to a very great extent uh, they're gone. Uh, I uh, saw absolutely nothing that had any kind of classy, any kind of good-looking. What on Amtrak? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, but now I, I remember a time too when when it was still. That was
2: around. a long time ago. Oh, I time. don't know.
1: Nineteen. That was a long. Uh, 1970s, okay, that's
2: 70s. almost fifty years. You realize no, that? No, I'm still alive, and so are I you. I know that, but fifty years is kind of a long time.
1: Well, here's what happened. It was in the uh, what was later changed to the the uh, city of New Orleans, famous for the the the, uh, the song which I bet you've heard. But uh, it actually, when I got on board, uh, it was, uh, the name of it was the uh, Panama Express. And there was some connection with the Panama Canal of people going on the train across. We need the
2: webcam right now. You can see my face. I'm looking at Tom askew. (laughs)
1: What? uh, What? (laughs) So they had the... the, um, the the uh, Panama. Uh, okay. Uh, and and, uh, and then it's assumed that you went running around New Orleans the whole time you were here. But on the train itself, I got on board. It was pretty much a brand-new train because Amtrak did build a whole lot of new trains, but they were totally different. And the, the, the guys that were keeping track of everything, the waiters and the barmen and all of that, they were puzzled out of their brains because – Everything was like a, 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 a little pack of something in a, in a plastic bag, and that was about it. Although there was this guy who uh, was the sleeping car attendant, and I was on the sleeping car because he talked me into it. Now you have to talk him out of it. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, t- I'll, I'll get the, uh, the conductor who, who will come in here and set all this up. And he did, and the next morning, everything was just really fun, uh, except for one thing, I couldn't find my shoes. And I, I called the, the, the agent, the uh, porter uh, the, co- and and I said, I, "I don't know who would steal sho- shoes or anything but my shoes are missing." And he said, "Oh, <laughs> uh, no, they're not missing.' They're, they're not lost." And he took me out to the hallway between the two sets of cars. And there were two little doors, and you open up one of the doors, and there is my shoe, number one. And then I found the other one. In another car? <laughs> uh, no, there, there's one more thing to say. See if you can guess uh, what happened.
2: I don't know if I can take it. Keep going quickly.
1: What happened was, oh, which we uh we We're shine your shoes overnight. Yes, that's so nice that's got very to be nice. Kidding. Yes, was, isn't that classic? It was you wonderful. Know what? and I that's when I really <laughs> fell in love with train. You know what? What?
2: <laughs> I I invited you <clears throat> today <throat> to go on the Orient Express at the end of last year as a thirtieth anniversary gift. And as your final train trip. And I'm, and I have been lately thinking that you and I should go, and I thought that door was just going to close, and that you and I should go out to California Back on the Sunset Limited. But just listening to you talk about it just now, I realized I can't take it. <laughs> I just, I can't. Isn't that I wonderful can't. how women are? I can't. 260 six, Holding three, out, six, out in front of me on a, on a ro- on Is a, on the number. On a but I will say this I will reminisce about the Orient Express because that was really, really the upper echelon of the trains. Truly. Uh,
1: While well, you were on that train, uh-huh. if you ask for anything near as I can tell, you would get it, and you would as get it as you should. And and you would uh, it would arrive quickly
2: as it should. Yeah,
1: it was really uh, impressive.
2: You know, at a certain price point, people should jump through hoops. Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Anyway, that was a gorgeous train. The um, the food was first class. The service was first class. The uh, surroundings were absolutely sumptuous, and the food was too. And in yes, in listening or reading this article about Amtrak's plans to do away with the dining car. Basically, what's going on is that they're changing. And I hate to keep ragging on millennials, but um but they have a completely different way of living than what was before. And I don't know if that was true of our generation because I was I did not have the experience of being my parents' age when we were growing up. So maybe it has always been thus, or maybe it is such a completely different world with computers and and iPhones and just the way we have taught this generation to live, that everything is pretty much being upended. So Amtrak has determined that millennials don't really want to socialize, that they don't really want to hang out in cars with strangers. So the new program is designed to allow people to eat in their rooms and the food actually looks better. It, basically what they're going to do is um, is like airplane food. You can mm-hmm. order and you can even or, order it before you get there. Uh, and you get the food sent to your rooms and there seems to be something very sad about that.
1: Yeah. That the they had the, real they had real
2: uh, Oh, that stuff has been go- yes, right, right. And, but and the they kitchens were are really gonna, cooking. The, the this kitch- was not yes, a joke. Yes, but the kitchens are going to be used now for other things, but But what's sad about it is, as much as I, you know, whine about being on a train, the one thing that is endearing about being on a train is the camaraderie that develops between other passengers, between all the passengers on a train. Well, we were on the Orient Express. We were up. I mean, I never stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But one night, we were up till two o'clock in the morning On the train? in the bar, mm-hmm. just talking oh. to all of the other people in the bar.
1: Yeah, you had about five people. Yeah, all, if I remember right, they were all in from uh, Ireland.
2: Yes, they were from Dublin. Yes,
1: and, yes, I, four or five. And women. I had a great
2: conversation going with all these people, and we met a lot of great people on that train, mm-hmm. and and a couple of them I'm still in touch with, but that's the kind of thing that develops when you are on a train together for a period of time, and that's going to be lost because the only time you really do that on a train is in the dining car or in the bar, yeah, and if they take right. that away... It's going to be a whole different experience and not a better one. We have to take a break, don't we?
1: We do. And I'll tell you what, uh, when I was on a train once, uh, there was a guy who was, uh, he actually brought a piano with him, Uh, and Dutch Moriel was there. And uh, a few other interesting. How does someone
2: bring a piano with them?
1: Uh, I'm telling you, they did.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Just we like, will uh, return yeah. with more of the food show after first. If you, you will, this. A... Welcome back. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's wonderful to be here with you talking about the food scene around town. Um, Tom we're... is
2: entertaining himself off air with finding checks around the office that were never cashed. Checks. Subscription checks. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's a, a it's a cookbook. It's a a, a full fledged cookbook, and I don't know why anyone would have sent it to me. Because I don't, I've never even seen this book before. Okay. So anyway, we'll.
2: we'll <sighs> let's get
3: something
1: going the, here. Okay, here's the answer for.
3: Here's the, the answer right. to the to the dining is car Doug, situation. All right. Now they're going to get rid He's of, a of a all their smaller? dining cars, wait, wait, right? Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Two, two, uh, two, we have two people talking right now. Okay. Does uh, um, does everybody have their Doug, earphones on, Doug.
3: please?
2: Okay. has something to tell us. Okay, I'm ready.
3: Do Do you have all your earphones on, please? All I do. Okay, I yeah, do. There go. Okay, no, I fine. Do. Now, yeah. here right, is the it. answer to the uh, dining car situation. If they are getting rid of the dining cars, why doesn't somebody who owns a franchise for whatever, doesn't matter, take those dining cars and uh, add them to the trains? I mean, you know, take your franchise mobile, put it right on the train. Say you have a Chick-fil-A or something like that. Put the Chick-fil-A car on there and boom, there you go.
1: I like the idea so far. Here's the problem with it: the uh, Amtrak trains and all that stuff is part of the federal government. Well,
3: that doesn't matter. Well, it does. They got to
1: eat too. Uh, when you have, when you need a billion dollars to put the thing together, and then it's a failure. To, <laughs> beyond that, uh, it's. Uh, There's something
2: really sad about thinking of Chick Fil A being the
3: dining okay bar, then purveyor. then then if you have a train that goes from chicago to new orleans or from anywhere to new orleans I've why doesn't arnos buy a car and and, <laughs> and do a restaurant on the car i mean there right. you that's go that's actually
1: a
2: great idea Some, doug
1: somebody asked me yes, this usable. question uh the question is uh, what, how much does it actually cost to, to take a train from Chicago to New Orleans on the it, with a sleeper and the whole thing?
2: It takes forever. No, oh, it. Does. You're close. <laughs> it does, You're very Doug, close. It does. I would say it probably costs six hundred eighty-five dollars.
1: Uh, a little over a thousand.
2: Just to go to Chicago, because yes, I know indeed. it's that to L. A. But to Chicago, okay. Yeah, this is why. Last I just I I'm just amazed, Tom, that when you can fly to LA in 3 hours for a tenth of the cost, why you would choose to do that. Well,
1: cuz you wouldn't do it for the pleasure of flying in a plane. There is no pleasure in flying Actually, in a plane. Actually,
2: there is, especially if they have their Cheez-Its, but they didn't you have that. You can have time. all of mine. Okay. From and now on. and and you can have all of my time wasted on a on a uh, a train. Anyway, you know what today <laughs> is? In 1977, uh, yeah. it was the uh, the launch of the television program the love boat ah. which turned people on to cruising prior That's to right. that it was a rare thing for a person to be on a cruise now it's a rare thing to find someone who has not been on a cruise and uh <clears throat> you were talking about things that were different about the show mm-hmm. and reality of cruising
1: yeah and they had a good guy singing their uh, their uh, their introduction at the beginning of the program. Oh,
2: sing it, Tom. I know you'd love to. Uh,
1: I'm trying to remember. Uh, the love boat. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, wah wah, wah, wah,
1: Yeah, there's more to it than
2: that. Uh, does anybody remember the, the words to the love boat song? Uh, uh, here it set comes. Set a course for adventure.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't
2: think that's it.
1: No, it, this is it.
2: That's not it.
1: It's a lead in. I don't think so oh oh
2: yeah that is it
1: Jack <laughs> Jones was the uh, good singer
3: you
2: love bow
3: that's right. I
2: forget the words. I'm
3: going to have it's to look about up the it. words. You, you've covered no, it was it.
2: much snappier than that. The set of course for adventure you've. Something. Anyway, uh, you were saying that Isaac appeared to be the only uh, bartender on the ship, of which there are many bars on the ship. Yeah, it was like, no matter,
1: you you would be on board the ship, and no matter where you were, anywhere in the ship, there was this one particular guy who took care of, uh, you know, drinks and all of that. Yeah. And he seems to have been the only person who ever actually brought a drink to somebody. Because no matter where you were in the pl- in the uh, ship there, he'd be.
2: <laughs> oh, what I would like to know is when and, and who was the character of the cruise director modeled after? Because every cruise director that we ever saw on a cruise ship a was goofy. way more flamboyant yeah. than the little girl that they had as the cute little cruise director on the love boat. Don't you yeah. remember her? Oh, I sure yeah. do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, anyway um, who, wait who wrote a who wrote a, a book about how to make espresso not ted lang not the bartender right
1: how to make so yeah, you
2: were Yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking at your almanac here, and you, you talk about, well, maybe I'll have to look at that again. But the other thing that you were talking about was what, what was at odds with our cruise experience was how easy it was to have dinner at the captain's table on the love boat, but how mm-hmm. it doesn't really happen in yeah, real life. It, yeah, and I'm does. sure that you... We're interested in having dinner at the captain's table, but that was not something I was ever... Actually, I was never interested in having dinner on a cruise ship, I have to say.
1: This may sound like I'm leading up to one of my regular jokes.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, it's, oh gosh, I I I've saved you from it by forgetting exactly. Ah, uh,
2: okay. You uh, know, I was looking. I was looking at the the one after the love boat. The entry. This is Ricardo Ely was born today in 1955. Oh gosh, I didn't realize that. Uh, okay, so the the company's a lot older than him because he's my age. Then, the company Ely, the coffee company, Tom. That's not. That's like goes back to the 1800s, doesn't it? The Italian Coffee Company, oh. I L L Y. Uh, How in, old is that company?
1: Oh, uh, my guess would be
2: ancient, not ancient. Quite but, a long time, but yeah. certainly, certainly uh, older than 1955. Oh, sure. Yeah, because uh, it says in your in your almanac that he was born in 1955, which makes him my age, and uh, I'm sure that that company is much older than that. Although you don't say that in your almanac. Mm. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight, help us, because we're just spinning our wheels here today. Oh, is, I wouldn't
1: say that. This is Which is entertaining. a little
2: distressing, because, you know, yesterday we had a but really so good I... show. It's like you never know. <gasps> Guinness. What? The next thing in the almanac is about Guinness. Mm. I love Guinness.
1: Guinness. Pow- uh, st- uh, st-
2: yes. And this is not something you would expect to hear from me, the non-drinker, no? but I love Guinness. I don't like Guinness in America.
1: No. It's more much because more alcoholic there.
2: No. It's, it's not. It's not. It's like I, Coors well, it's there. Somebody. It's like Coors oh. there. Here it's Ugh. it's like there's a great, Steen's cane syrup, there's but there it's this, like Coors Light. It. Uh it's it's absolutely delicious and it goes down so easily and I didn't believe that there was a big distinction although I had heard that there was. When we arrived in Dublin a couple of years ago the taxi driver said we well, have to have some Guinness while you're here and I said no I don't and he said oh it's nothing like it is in America and by golly nothing could be truer than that it was absolutely delicious Well there is, uh, there's no there is no correlation to the Guinness that you will taste here and the Guinness that you will have in Ireland Except that they're both a beverage.
1: This uh, this piece of information, uh, I don't know how accurate it is, but I, I think it's it's even if it isn't, uh, it's it's pretty steady. Uh, take a guess as to which uh, bar in New Orleans in the French Quarter to be specific moves the most Guinness Stout.
2: The bars in where in America?
1: In, no, in uh, the French Quarter.
2: The bars in the French Quarter that move the most Lots of Guinness stout,
1: stout yeah. Stout is what
2: it's generic. Bars called. in the French. Well, I don't know anything about bars in the French oh. Quarter. W- what is, what is, wait, what, Doug? Molly at the Market.
1: Molly at the Market.
2: That sounds about right. Is that right, Tom? Molly no. at the Market. Oh, Molly's no. at the Market?
1: No. It, okay. It, that, I can imagine, it probably <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. But it was the Napoleon House.
2: I could see that, too. Yeah, well. Absolutely. Is
1: it, Uh, They were just loaded with it, especially once they started serving upstairs now and then, too, Uh which is a great –
2: I I, I didn't make this connection, although it's so obvious I can't believe that I didn't make this connection. But, yes, the Guinness Book of World Records is started by the Guinness family.
1: Well, makes sense since their name is on it.
2: I know, (laughs) but I didn't make this –
1: yeah there you go
2: i didn't i didn't make the connection but i do like what you wrote in your almanac that the latter began as a means of settling arguments that may well have started over glasses of guinness stout Two six zero six three six eight is the number you are listening to wwl 105.3 fm hd2
1: you want to talk about- hi it's the food show a lot going on. Octoberfest really. is oh, going mean. on. Okay. And uh, no, I think we, we, we've got some action going on. in the on. show. Not really. Well, I, I don't know. It's entertaining to me. Maybe okay. we'll find a couple more people because uh, we don't have the little uh, buttons that have the you know no one. People,
2: somebody. people. Who need people? Anyway, yes, They're they the do. We need people. people um people. <clears throat> so I stayed world. in the Guinness family home.
1: Yeah. Oh, you did?
2: Yes. How would we
1: you ring that? Uh, it's a
2: hotel now. Oh, is it? Yes. Hmm. It's called Ashford Castle.
1: Hmm. Boy, they uh, they seem to have a liking for castles around there, don't they? They do,
2: and they're absolutely gorgeous. They're absolutely gorgeous. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Beautiful grounds and such things as you would expect at a castle. Um, <clears throat> we are talking about absolutely nothing at all, so please, oh, someone. Oh, uh, Tom, right. we were talking about the about the Ely company, and is that the cappuccino maker?
1: Uh, I, that doesn't ring any or kind of espresso. bell. Or espresso. I'm not.
2: I'm not what's the difference between well, espresso and a, cappuccino? Uh,
1: cappuccino is espresso with some frothed up cream and this also it's
2: espresso that the ely company makes
1: no i don't know i don't know about that
2: I... oh he he wrote a book about how to make espresso so what's oh. what's the well, difference
1: uh the the difference is you start off with espresso and then you add milk cream and you either beat it or you don't
2: wait so so cappuccino is actually espresso with milk yeah. Well, what is espresso? Cream. It doesn't have milk?
1: It doesn't have milk in it. No. So
2: it's, it's, it's espresso is just like a shot of black
1: coffee. That's right. And, as a matter of fact, there there was, and I think it still is, uh, it, the Zia in Covington. There's a billboard up on the walls. They have a bunch of them in, throughout the dining well, room. Well, they're not
2: billboards. They're posters. Well, they, but they look, anyway. like, uh, yes, they look right, like that. right. Okay. And
1: if you walk up and look, at, there's a couple of them that focus in on Italian coffees like that, you get a perfect look at what all that is and what the point of it is. It's all very uh, What's
2: lucidly. your favorite? Do you have a favorite? Well,
1: I, I like uh, a, a, a cappuccino a lot. I
2: mean, do you have a favorite company for coffee? Uh, yeah,
1: there is one, and uh, the reason for it is that I was in Chicago once. Oh, Where was that in Chicago? Oh, no, I was in Italy. Where am I thinking? I was uh, in uh, – a, a, a fairly good-sized town there, whose name I can't remember. Okay,
2: but Florence, Rome. No, so uh,
1: Northeast, uh, heading towards Croatia. Milan. No, M- Milan's the other side.
2: Well, not uh, really. That's anyway,
1: uh, where were we? Venice. Venice. Well, no, uh, that's not it. Okay, I quit. Uh yeah, me too. Bologna. Bologna. No, that's okay. down south. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll think of it in a minute. Uh-huh. But anyhow, okay. so uh, I, I got turned on to cappuccino because it was the perfect little thing with a with a dinner. You wouldn't sit there and, and drink a cup of coffee and then another cup of coffee with that because it would give you a buzz if it did. And uh, anyway, I got to talking to the man who was the uh, not only the president of this outfit, if only I knew the name of it for you, mm-hmm. uh, but very, very Italian, and they, they're headquartered there. And, um,
2: in Trieste? No. Trieste,
1: that's exactly okay. it. Okay. That's where it was. Okay. And uh, was darn it, Tri- what is the name of that that outfit? If you saw it, you would... Is it Trieste know. or Turin? Turin, no, no, it's in the other Turin, on the side. Turin's on in the, the,
2: in, in the east, western. West, right. Yes, yeah. okay. All right, and so go uh, ahead, what?
1: Anyway, uh, just I, I had lunch with this guy. Mm-hmm. We had roast beef. I remember that. He, he was very knowledgeable. And he said, "You know, you Americans want to put too many things in espresso." And I said, "What is there to put in?" And he said, "Well, for one thing, you see some people putting in these tiny little amounts of sugar, because mm-hmm. and in in this country, mm. we put a lot of sugar or none at all, but usually a lot of sugar." And I'm telling you, it was. Uh, Somebody would have looked at you doing that and saying, hey, <laughs> you forgot to stop pouring that into your coffee.
2: They huh? use the cubes there, don't they?
1: No, no. It's all really? granulated. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so in it goes and you've got. It's brown, all right? It's, oh, yeah. It's deep dark. And it, it just penetrates and it has this.
2: No, I don't mean cappuccino. The sugar is brown, isn't it? Because they no. don't they don't process things well, like we do. No,
1: it's, it's white. Is it really? Yep. And the other thing that we get wrong is that we put uh, little curls of uh, of uh, 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 lemon lemon juice or just lemon peel on a
2: cappuccino
1: in a cappuccino.
2: You put lemon?
1: No, not a cappuccino. An espresso. You put lemon? Uh, you know, you've seen this. You you get you go to a, an Italian restaurant and you say, "Give me a <clears throat> a ca- uh, a cappuccino or whatever it is you order, and there'll, there'll be a little sliver of of on that,
2: coffee. I've not noticed it because I never. No, no, that was it wasn't
1: it. nothing but that. It was the coffee itself, but it had a little curl of uh, lemon rind of, of in there. And the 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 uh, Italians they say nobody in this country ever does that because it's right. an insult, because it says that your coffee isn't good enough to get all the bitter flavors out because this is one of the things when you have uh, cappuccino and espresso and all that is there's a lot of bitterness there the sugar, sugar takes care of some of it and then the little bit of vanilla not vanilla excuse me um cream f- from well I'm, I'm back over on the little uh, little curls of lemon, lemon and when you put that in there it kind of fights off the the uh, bitterness of the coffee and they, this is something. It sounds that like
2: a lot of trouble.
1: It does, but boy, is the stuff good.
2: <laughs> Whenever I'm it. with you and you're drinking something like that, I think I'm it's drinking. gone in about two seconds, you're just like, and that's it. Huh? What do you mean? When you're drinking hmm. an espresso. Yeah, you're just kind of like bang, three right. thimbles worth well, of
1: liquid. Well, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about this uh, bo- uh, poster that's in uh, yeah, Zia, right? And one of the one of these posters shows. Uh, a guy inside a railroad car holding a plate with some cappuccino, espresso, and he's holding it out at arm's reach. And a guy actually on the deck reaches and takes this plate. Okay. And then he that's his coffee. Uh-huh. They're, they're giving it to him as the train goes by. I mean, they just reach it out and hand it Oh, I it see. Uh-huh. And that, that uh, poster shows that. It, it demonstrates that. Wow. And it's, again, a, a, a method of getting the bitterness out of the espresso. Okay. How do we get started on that? I
2: don't know. I guess uh, desperation well, for something you to know, talk about. I
1: remember when I first started getting into this stuff, I've long been a coffee drinker, but wondering why anybody would drink espresso. And this guy, this the president of the company that I couldn't remember the name of. Uh-huh. Uh, he uh, he told me uh, that uh, this is this is all part of the mm. Italian uh, uh, way. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, putting Life. everything together. Yeah. And okay. And I I had never given given I had never given it uh, espresso until that guy said, just put a little bit of all these things and then just knock them back. That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Quick, bang, bang. It's uh-huh. over. And I did, and I've liked it ever since.
2: Yes, you do drink a lot of it, especially over there. Uh, I have a restaurant report.
1: Oh, good. Let's see it. Let's hear it.
2: I went to the Oak Oven.
1: This is in Har- uh, Harahan? No, it well, oh, no, started in, Mandeville. in Harahan.
2: Now there's one in Mandeville in the old Backyard Burgers. Oh, yeah? And it is a... It is a much more upscale place than the original. Yeah. And it was really good.
1: This is the one that had like a barbecue pit around back? Or something. No. no it has no, got a barbecue Mandeville. pit around back.
2: Are well, oh, you talking about backyard a... burgers? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Backyard then. burgers didn't last very long. It wasn't very good. Was it not? I didn't I mean, I, so. I first had it when we evacuated for Katrina in Atlanta. It was hot in Atlanta. And I don't know if it's still hot. That was almost 15 years ago. But I know that's where we had it. And then I was surprised to see one come here, but it didn't last very long in Mandeville. And so that space, I think that space has been something else since then, because that was a while ago that that left us. And now it is the Oak Oven post, second location. Oh, well can't have everything. And it was, uh, it was good. It was typical Oak Oven. Where do you think that Oak Oven ranks on the list of Italian restaurants? You haven't been in a long time. Mary Lee and I were going like once a week when she worked out there. Mm-hmm. So I would say that it's – you know, it's funny. When you start talking about Italian restaurants
1: um, – They're all so different from one another that well, sometimes you lose
2: different track of – but the the sophistication meter <laughs> is is subtle, I would say. So, on this side of the lake, we have a lot of Italian restaurants. We have impostados.
1: That's we, your first one on your list, I see.
2: We have <clears throat> impostados. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's going to be a while before I go back to impostados. Oh really? <clears throat> yes. Because of the last meal we had there. Really? Yes.
1: I love it. But that, I, I don't know if I, I I wasn't there when you were there, so yes, that's an you, invalid you were. remark.
2: Yes, you were. I was? Yes, you were. Oh. And it had nothing to do with, well, it was not a good night for them, but that's not why. Yeah. Anyway, Impastatus comes to mind because uh, because primarily of the last visit there. Um. Let's see the Geo's Villa Vankeri, Mm-hmm. Maribo.
1: Yeah. Maribo. Maribo to me, every time I go there, it comes across to me as a restaurant that's almost ready to go. Okay? Uh, it, it's
2: well, they're going. so
1: they are they're at, going strong. Yeah, oh, they' they're pretty busy. And it's, yeah. a, it's a, a hip-looking place.
2: It's a very hip-looking place. And it's a very loud Well, that's, that's place. But you see, so you me. have a real know, problem know, with that. I know, okay, I know, I Okay, so we have uh, Gio's Villa Vankeri. We have Impostatos, Um, Del Porto, number one, in the whole city to me. And um, Bosco's, which someone sent a very bad report on. Via email, which I yeah. would totally agree. Um, we have Bo, Leonardo's mm-hmm. Trattoria.
1: Yeah, the three restaurants in one.
2: hmm That's it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: trying to think of.
1: So wait, uh, <laughs> does
2: was... the Olive Garden count? Probably. Not.
1: <laughs> let's hop. Let's not. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I uh, my th- first thought was when you started getting into this that there are restaurants that are so different from one another that you, it's it's almost not right to put them into different categories because they're all different from one another. That's what I was
2: saying. They're different on the sophistication meter. Yeah. So if I had to rate all of those, I would say that Del Porto is in a class by itself. Mm-hmm. And then way down from that is... Um, impostadas I would yeah. put next and then <clears throat> um, and then all the others
1: Del- uh, oh just I'm, I'm, one that I like a whole whole lot you didn't ask me for this but I'm gonna tell you anyway uh, I have a, a, a real uh, love for put this aside for a minute. We'll come back to it. Can I come back to it?
2: I guess okay. sure. This sure. is the food show? There's that, there's that Dimanche place that certain people really like, which I don't actually understand, but um, but they definitely do like it. Leonardo's is another one that I am not quite understanding. But Oak Oven, I would say to me, to my taste, you have Del Porto. Then I would put Oak Oven and Impostados and then Oak Oven. And House then Maribo. Faustos on the south shore.
1: Oh, I see. So, so oh, we. I'm just talking we're about just Oak doing, Oven arriving
2: oh, I, on the scene in number. on the north shore in the Italian restaurant pool. And that's the only ones I can think of. Maybe I'm missing mm-hmm. some, but that's that's what I think of.
1: I mean, but it's but it still shows that there's a there are a lot of different restaurants that. Are not as much as 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 much the same as you might think, because we tend to think of every Italian restaurant as being I don't, an Italian I don't, restaurant.
2: Yeah, but I don't think of them as the same at all.
1: Well, a lot of them are, I don't and think a lot of them, well. them Like are. I wouldn't
2: I wouldn't put Gio's I mean, I wouldn't put uh, Leonardo's Trattoria in even the same several tiers as Del Porto.
1: Oh, I'd agree with you there. That, you know, that's a hard one to match up with. That's like the commander's palace I mean, of Italian food. Um,
2: so I, 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 I mean, I, to me, Leonardo's Trattoria is very, very. Oh, Nuvalori's. I forgot Lou Valori's. new
1: Nuvalori's is, uh, but Nuvalori's is only about half an Italian restaurant, and the other half of it is New Orleans. To, like oh, American. Yeah, uh, but specifically <laughs> New Orleans. Just look at the seafood that they serve over there. It's, it's.
2: They're really strong. I
3: would
1: call that
2: an Italian restaurant for sure. Well, go ahead. I mean, it it might it might be it might be Creole (laughs) Italian, but it's definitely an Italian restaurant. Well, I I think that's legit. It's mostly pastas, but anyway, I forgot about Nuvolaris. I I was off of Nuvolaris for a long time, but I I do like it. Yeah, and and I I would I would put it up higher than I than I just did. So I would say I would say my favorites are El Del Porto. Impostados, now Oak Oven, New Velari's. I like Maribo, but I like it less than I used to. hmm
1: Well, uh, it's, a big, it's a big world out there, and we keep on going with it. It's, and and it's the food everyone
2: show. is the restaurant community just keeps growing and yeah. growing, and, well, growing that, and, and growing and
1: growing. And, and they're pretty darn I'll tell you good what, too. this
2: thing, this this email about uh, Boscos. Did not mention my number one gripe about it, which is that they're doing this 4% charge on a credit card.
1: Oh, I don't know what that's about. Every now and then, a restaurant will come up with something like that as a way to ameliorate, usually. Or as a way to
2: alienate their customers. Well, I don't know.
1: About, <laughs> it doesn't bother me too much. Really? Yeah. I it,
2: find it really offensive. It,
1: it, it's something. Really that,
2: offensive. It makes me scratch my head
1: and wonder. Why are they doing this? It's gonna have a negative effect on their customers. And it's not uh, it's not a huge, huge thing. But I,
2: I Well it is, is kind of a huge thing.
1: Well, it usually doesn't involve a significant amount of money. Well it doesn't not matter,
2: me. it's the point of the thing. Oh well that's, it, that's know, the whole like, reason there's I'm a lot talking of, there's about. There's a it. lot of things and I and I, I talk about this a lot. I I feel like there are things that people do As business people, and certainly as restaurateurs, because you're always in contact with people. It is a, I call it a glamorous business. There's a lot of really hard work to it, but essentially it's a people-oriented business, and you're dealing with people all the time. But um, I, and you have to to be careful about subtle messages that you give people. And if someone is, Trying to charge me for the convenience of using my credit card, then that implies to me that maybe they are in need of money, or they don't care about what I think, and that's not something you should convey to a customer. I think. Yeah,
1: I, if any, anybody <laughs> in the business now, and you still have some kind of deal where if you use a credit card to pay for something, you have some sort of penalty. It's not. Uh, it, it registers it really bad. It engenders bad
2: will. It engenders yeah, it bad really will. It really does. And I think that the, I think that whatever good you get out of it, the amount of bad will that is engendered is going to come back at you tenfold over whatever yeah. you perceive as the good outcome of something like that. All right.
1: It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. We're creeping up to the news, and then we have a, a block of that in the whole hour. No, well, a whole. Yeah, actually, it is a whole I hour. Was, I was just uh, going to show. use.
2: I was just going to use yeah. as the end of that yeah. point. I was just going to use a quote in this book that I'm mm-hmm. enamored of on my lap right now. All right. And it is, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. True. Who said that? Benjamin Franklin.
1: Good for him. Well, he always was pretty smart,
2: huh? Yes, he was.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.